Thank you for downloading episode 100 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Sheffield Wednesday get the ball across the box, it might fall for Barry Bannon, who puts Sheffield Wednesday into the lead inside the first 60 seconds, and that was almost identical to the way we were cut open against Ipswich Town a couple of weeks ago. Ball down the right-hand side, we didn't cut the cross out when it ball was pulled back. It fell to Barry Bannon, and he is not going to miss from there. He took the touch 12 yards out and just slips it into the far corner of Connor Ripley's net, low down to his right-hand side to make it Sheffield Wednesday 1, Morecambe 0, the start that the Shrimps just didn't want. Ball midway inside the Shrimps half. The Owls just looking to build nice and slow, and then a killer ball from Barry Bannon. Sheffield Wednesday are in here, they're going to make it 2-0, they do make it 2-0 and Morecambe are furious that the Lysmus flag didn't go up but we were cut open again, that time down the Sheffield Wednesday left and Morecambe right, ball got to the byline, gets pulled back, bit of a scramble inside the six-yard box and it ends up in the back of Connor Ripley's net, there is still an inquest going on in the Morecambe defence but the upshot is it's Sheffield Wednesday 2, Morecambe 0, Connor Ripley still protesting to the linesman that there was well either an offside or some other kind of infringement going on inside the six yard box it was a scruffy bundled over the line effort but the upshot is that Sheffield Wednesday have doubled their advantage here at Hillsborough there was definitely something that Connor Ripley wasn't happy with but from the kickoff Jensen Weir inside the penalty area Michael Mellon gets a clear sight of Cameron Dawson's goal and fierce drive rolled away by Dawson, the goalkeeper, headed away by Liam Gibson. Mellon can't complete the clearance, but Liam Shaw might get a breakaway on here. Wriggles away from his man. Referee allows play to continue. Here come Morgan midway inside the Sheffield Wednesday half. Shaw still going, and that's a cynical trip on the edge of the Morgan of the Sheffield Wednesday penalty. That is a super, super run from the Morgan man. He took the ball from midway inside his own half, even maybe a touch deeper, and then just ran and ran and ran with it. Shrugged off a couple of challenges, and Barry Bannon took one for the team there on the edge of the Sheffield Wednesday penalty area. I think Liam Shaw was just about to pull the trigger as well. Shaw down the line looking for Adam Mayer who's drifted out towards the right flank. Mayer cutting in, nice little back heel, cross comes in from the right and is it volley towards goal? It is volley towards goal by Stockton and last season he takes the net off with that. This season he doesn't get a good connection on it and it dribbles through to the goalkeeper. Bannon. 25 yards out, he's going to fancy a shot now, does shoot as well, it's not far wide of Connor Ripley's right-hand post either. Volts once more and then Palmer, this has got to be, what, 40 passes, maybe more, that Sheffield Wednesday put together. Morecambe have not had a touch of the ball, and now here comes Deli Bashiru driving his way towards the byline, Bashiru gets the ball across, it's nodded into the back of the net by Josh Windass from close range, and that's going to put the icing on the cake and the points in the bag for Darren Moore's Owls this Tuesday night. And in fairness, that time, Sheffield Wednesday were just toying with us. 40, maybe 50 passes in that move. 
and they waited for exactly the right moment. Dali Bashiru bursting into the box, got to the byline, and his chip ball is headed into the back of the net, the back post by Josh Windass to make it late on here at Hillsborough. Sheffield Wednesday three, Morecambe nil. And John McMahon, Derek Adams, furious. Furious with that. Derek Adams thinks there was a handball in the build, or maybe that Josh Windass put the ball in to the net with his hand. Certainly as soon as it went over the line, Connor Ripley was apoplectic. But perhaps Morecambe can feel a little bit aggrieved. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimp's Verdict on Beyond Radio. Sameo just smashes the ball up towards the halfway line. Sheffield Wednesday though with possession midway inside their own half with Aidan Flint. Referee puts the whistle to his lips and that is going to be the end of that. A very comfortable victory then on the night for Sheffield Wednesday. We always knew it was going to be a difficult task for Derek Adams' men this Tuesday night. Wasn't made any easier by conceding a goal in the first 90 seconds. Morecambe and Dunn down the right side, their left, ball across from the byline and an unmarked Barry Bannon, 10 yards out, took a touch and then slid it into the right-hand corner of Connor Ripley's goal for the opening strike of the evening. It was 2-0 midways through the uh, second half, uh, this time the ball down the left-hand side. Bannon got to the byline, pulled the ball across. Uh, there was a bit of a, a kerfuffle inside the six-yard box and it was bundled over the line, awarded eventually to Josh Windass with the final touch. So 2-0 at half-time. In the second half, uh, I think Morecambe acquitted themselves pretty well, to be perfectly honest with you. We uh, kept our shape, uh, we looked a bit brighter going forward. We didn't get a shot on target, though. We did have a number of efforts off, notably from Cole Stockton and a, a couple of other efforts wide of the mark as well. But Sheffield Wednesday, in fairness, always looked pretty comfortable and they wrapped the points up. Dali Bashiru uh, bursting into the Morecambe penalty area. He got to the byline and his cross was nodded in, shall we say, by Josh Windass. Connor Ripley and Derek Adams were adamant it was with his arm, but the goal was allowed to stand. Josh Windass is second of the evening, and that put the points in the bag uh, for Darren Morsals, who stretched their unbeaten run in League One uh, to 18 games. Uh, tonight was never going to define Morecambe's season if we'd have won, drawed or lost. I think we've acquitted ourselves well in the second half, and most of the game, actually. I think Derek Adams is going to be uh, relatively happy uh, with how well uh, we, we try to play football, uh, but he won't be happy uh, with the manner in which we've conceded a couple of the goals. Certainly the first one, uh, very defendable. We left Barry Bannon with far too much space, and the, the other two, uh, we've got... Uh, We've allowed the uh, opposition to get to the byline and pull the ball back and we've conceded a lot of goals from similar situations uh, throughout the course of the season. It was always going to be a difficult night but uh, to lose a goal so quickly uh, made it even more difficult and uh, they got a quick start. Uh, it helped them uh, to get a foothold in the game. Not long after that they got the second goal and uh, you know we had to obviously try and defend well at times and we did uh, and in the end we did limited you know Sheffield Wednesday to very few uh, opportunities on target tonight I know that we haven't done much going the other way um, we played with, with two strikers tonight it didn't really work for us uh, in some respects because uh, the way Sheffield Wednesday played but uh, in the end you know we've tried to, to win the game and uh, get a point at the end but we, we just couldn't do that but to be fair to the players, you know, they stuck in there, they showed very good character. Um, we're coming up against a team who 
have been fantastic. They're on a great run. We've been to Derby, we've been to Ipswich, and now Sheffield Wednesday in our last three away games, and that's not easy. But I would say that we had some good moments in the game. I thought that um, there was some decent bits of play, and uh, that there was a resilience there as well. I turned it down Michael Millen had that chance. Good save by the keeper. I always felt if he could have sneaked one, it might have made a bit of a difference. Yeah, it might have. We, we might have just been able to do that in that first period, uh, get uh, a back to 2-1, um, but we didn't. And uh, we second half, um, there wasn't much in the game in the second half. Yes, Sheffield Wednesday had a lot of the ball. Um, we didn't really threaten going forward into the latter stages of the game, uh, but it wasn't from the, the want of trying, uh, and that's what we've come here to do tonight. There was one bit of magic, I thought. Liam Shaw's run in the first half it was cruelly ended really by Barry Bannon's rush tackle yeah I mean it was a great run from Liam you know inside his own half he just went on a, a long run weaved in and out a, a number of players and as you say he was fouled but um, there was a lot of strong performances from us tonight and that's the pleasing aspect Adam there came on second half again and I thought he made a difference again yeah I mean I like Adam uh, obviously do because you know I, I've given him the, the long term contract and giving him that opportunity as an 18-year-old and uh, I like the way that uh, he understands the game for a young kid and uh, the way that um, he has that enthusiasm to play and tactically we just changed it in the second half. We talked about Daniel Samayo being given the right-back spot. He didn't look particularly comfortable there tonight, did he? Yeah, I mean, obviously Ryan Cooney had uh, picked up an injury on Saturday, Donald Love as well, so we were without two of them. Uh, Ryan came on later on in the game because um, we just felt to give him a run out. Uh, but in the end, uh, you know, we, we played Donnell out there to try and give us that added defensive cover. We don't have, you know, anyone else. And uh, he put in a, a good shift against a, a very good player in, in, in Johnson. In the end, really keen to keep it at two. They scored a third. It looked a clear handball from where we were. Yeah, I mean, the third goal was a handball. Uh, it's come across uh, and so late in the game. And uh, we didn't deserve that, you know. I think that throughout the 90 minutes, um, we didn't deserve to lose by the scoreline that we've lost tonight. Talking about, well, I can mention it, referees. Decisions at a place like this, you mentioned it at Derby. And they just you don't seem to get much, do you, at all? We haven't uh, been able to get... Because it doesn't really matter, uh, you know. It, it, you know, the players handballed the ball into the net. Against Derby, we lose two penalty kicks that uh, are questionable. Uh, we haven't had a penalty ourselves this season, which we should have. Uh, but that's just because sometimes it's, it's easier uh, not to give that decision because there's 20,000 here and uh, we've only got a few uh, hundred uh, supporters. And, and that's what you get being a big club. You get sometimes get... Uh, the decisions that uh, fall for you. So defeat tonight, two home games in a row now. Peterborough lost the last two. How important are they for you, Peterborough? Yeah, Peterborough have done really well this season, ninth in the table, and uh, you know Darren uh, has come back in there. And we're obviously at home, we've got a long and beaten run to try and uh, preserve, and uh, we'll go at it on Saturday uh, back at the Mizuma. It's so so tight at the bottom, isn't it? Results every week. Don't seem to change much, but there's subtle little changes if you look at them closely. Yeah, I mean there is uh, not much movement tonight, uh, but you know it, it's still uh, it looks like an eight-horse race uh, to the end of the season, which uh, you know I think that we would be happy with. Well, Ryan, a three-nil defeat to Sheffield Wednesday. It was going to be, well, it was always going to be a tough night, wasn't it? 
yeah, um, they're they're obviously doing really well in the league, and you, you can see why. Um, they've got a great great squad here of players that they can they can rotate players, and they're uh, strong uh, in the forward line, and they're a resilient team. Um, so it was always going to be a tough game coming here, but. Uh, we had our spells. We just kind of didn't didn't really go too far with it. The last thing you wanted really was to concede in the opening minute, like for the entrance a couple of weeks ago, and uh, that was a bit of a killer, wasn't it? Yeah, no. Um, similar situation to the Ipswich game, uh, and it just it puts us on the back burner straight away. Obviously, we before the game we uh, talked to ourselves that we needed to start fast, and we got caught in the hop again, really, from the start, which it, it gives you an uphill battle, which you don't need, especially in these games. When it's already going to be tough, um, I think we kind of settled ourselves down afterwards, which were, which was okay. But it's a, it's a hard goal to give away straight away, basically in the game, and um, we need to kind of stop stop that and eliminate that in in future games. When you're a player, especially a defender, how does it feel when that happens? It, it's a sucker blow. Uh, it's a sucker blow. It's disappointing. Uh, we're frustrated because uh, what we want to do, we, we want to keep clean sheets and a minute, two minutes into the game and you can see the goal, it is frustrating for us um, and we know we've got to do better. Um, but yeah, we kind of have to put that to one side now and we'll go again on Saturday. To be fair to you, you came back into the game, the second goal had a bit of fortune around it, the third was a clear handball. So some positives out of a 3-0 defeat that hopefully you can take now into what are two massive home games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next two games are going to be really important for us, especially at home. Uh, We've been on a good run of form at home, and we need to keep that going. Um, the home, the home form is going to be really important, and then along the season, uh, we'll need to start picking up a few results away from home. But starting on Saturday, looking looking into it, we've we've got to be right at right, right at us. Um, Peterborough, obviously, a good team, um, but we we back ourselves. Uh, we know we're a good squad, and tonight doesn't define us. For those that don't watch more than Wakey now, we've asked this question to a few players. How do you differentiate the home form to the away form? It's so different. Yeah, it's hard to say. Even, even as a player, you, we can't just put, put a finger on, a, on one thing or two things that happen. Um, for, for one reason or another, it, it just hasn't, hasn't kind of gone our way away from home this, uh, this season. But then our, our, when you look at our home form, it's obviously been really strong, which is it's, it's disappointing for us. Uh, we know we've obviously got to be solid at home, which, which we are, but... Uh, we'd be disappointed in ourselves that we've not picked up uh, as many points as we, we needed to really away from home. Still in the bottom four there, but uh, it's all to play for, isn't it still? Yeah, uh, plenty of games left. Uh, we, we back ourselves in the change room and the staff, everyone, we all back each other in the, in the club and we know we, we've got the right players and the right squad to get ourselves out of the situation. Uh, we, we've gone on runs already now that we, we've gone on a couple of game winning streaks and so we just need to kind of put that right and go again, get back to basics and start fresh on Saturday. It's episode 100 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. Uh, rich in a century of podcasts, I'm not sure what to do really. Do I need to like, politely raise my back to the crowd or uh, do a big birthday cake or something? I don't know. Anyway, it's the 100th podcast uh, to do with our full match commentaries of every single Morecambe game, home and away, league and cup. And after every single one, we always have highlights, reaction and much more besides. And we really appreciate your company and your downloads. You can always find them on Apple, Google and Spotify. 
Spotify. Simply search The Shrimps Verdicts and the full back catalogue available, uh, if you wish, uh, and why wouldn't you really, uh, at your leisure at beyondradio.co.uk. Click on the podcast section. So onwards we go then back to the Mazuma Stadium this coming Saturday and Morecambe looking to make it 10 games unbeaten at home uh, with the visit of the consistently inconsistent Peterborough United, one of the favourites uh, before a ball was kicked for promotion uh, back into the championship but they've had something of a topsy-turvy season, uh, lots of wins lots of defeats, not many draws and as a result of that they sit to about 5 points or so outside of the playoff picture. Ahead of the game I've been talking to a huge Peterborough United fan, Nathan Brown Nathan the ideal man to get the full lowdown on Darren Ferguson's men uh, who's uh, taken charge back at uh, Posture for about the 27th time uh, or something like that anyway uh, Darren Ferguson back at the helm anyway ahead of their trip to the Mazuma this coming Saturday if you're not heading down to the game full match commentary of course as ever will be on FM and DAB plus on Beyond Radio across North Lancashire and South Cumbria from 245 uh, so Nathan, thanks so much for jumping back on our podcast. Really appreciate your time. Uh, now, lots has happened uh, for both clubs, I suppose, uh, since we uh, last spoke very early in the season, uh, back towards the uh, the very early part of August. And uh, well, some of your season so far, consistently inconsistent, is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, that's probably going to sort of sum it up a bit better than even I can. Um, yeah, frustrating, I think would be the term. Um we just, we haven't lived up to, I think, the billing that I probably gave us at the start of the season when I first spoke to you. Um, you know, performances have been under par. We've not really blown anyone away. Um, and away from home, we've we've really been shocking um, up until sort of Fergie's come back. And, and since then, we've, we've won two, two games away. So, yeah, it's, it's been frustrating, I think. It's a lot of untapped potential there um you know a lot of disappointing performances that have flattered to deceive um and ultimately we're we're in this position now where we're really really fighting to even get into a playoff position which is you know considering the squad that's been put together it's so underperforming it's it's unreal really um and yeah as I said ultimately it's just been hugely frustrating and probably a season to forget but hopefully come come may it, it won't be and we might be in the playoff positions and and hopefully you know playing ourselves to Wembley but we will see now the the, the statistic that that i found most uh, damning if you like was your seeming inability to beat teams above you you've not got a great record against the top 10 as it stands and you seem to be able to beat teams pretty more certainly at home. So in the bottom half, is that fair to say that when the big games have come, you've not come to the party? Um, yeah, by and large, I think you're probably right there. Um, I think obviously we we got absolutely hammered at the weekend um, with Bolton at home, which you know is, is a really poor result considering where they are and, and where we are. Um, I remember that the Sheffield Wednesday game, we were really, really good. I think they had a sending off in that game, which which certainly helped us out. But as you're right, yeah, we, we've really not beaten the teams in and around us and, and above us. And, and that ultimately is not a recipe for, for success. Um, I think, you know, we, we with our ability, really should be doing better against those kind of sides. And, and ultimately, it's just incredibly frustrating when you know that your side has got the ability, it's got got the potential to be really, really special. And and ultimately, they, they've just not shown it. Um, and obviously, it gives, you know, a perception to, to us that 
that we we are a mid-level League One side when actually, in fact, I think we're definitely a, a higher sort of League One side and, and really should be be challenging for those kind of promotion spots. Um, but you've also got to remember that this league is incredibly competitive and also <laughs> you've got a number of ex-Premier League sides in the league, which you know I think sometimes gets forgotten. Um, and you've got sides that have got huge fan bases in comparison to us. You know, we we do have what you would probably, you know, describe as average gates. Um, and that means that, that the club ultimately doesn't make as much money as other clubs and therefore they can spend more. That's that just happens to be the merry-go-round in this league. Um, so you know, we we are very much up against it, but I think with the squad that we've we've put together, we should be able to compete and should ultimately be able to beat some of these better sides that that have turned us over rather than the other way around. Now, when we played really, it was what about the third game of the season, I think it was, wasn't it? When we played at your place, you looked excellent on the day. A comfortable 3-0 victory, all looked good at the time. Uh, what went wrong after that, which led to uh, Grant McCann then leaving the club? Um, I think even then there were, there were some issues really in terms of we just hadn't quite hit fifth gear. And since then, we definitely haven't hit fifth gear. Um, and we just had our had our issues really. I think defensively we've been far too open. Um, we haven't had rotation in in the fullback positions, which I think I might have even brought up, you know, with you uh, back then. Um, ultimately, we we ended up redressing that in in um, January, but but even so, it's a bit too late. Then it really should have been done in the summer window. Um, so yeah, I think that was a major issue in terms of just not being able to rest our fullbacks and kind of relying on them to play week in week out, which. You know, in a grueling League One season with with numerous cup competitions on top, it, it's it's never easy. Um, I think the goals dried up a little bit, and I think Grant just wasn't sure on maybe his settled eleven and his his settled first team. Um, and you've got injuries thrown in, which you know I know is is always the excuse bandied about, but it it really does affect teams, and and anyone in this league I think would have would have been affected. So number of things in there really and, and I just think things weren't settled we've got a lot of off-field problems and, and issues running around um you know some ownership issues and and that kind of thing that's maybe you know turned the players heads possibly I'm, I'm not sure um but yeah obviously it's, it's led to Fergie coming back in and you know we've had a little bit of a bounce but but the weekend uh result really doesn't sort of Put us in a good light again, and and that's what's worrying really is is you think that maybe we've cracked the code and and things are going to start improving and we can go on a run and and then you have a result like that that is pretty damning really. And and seemingly your chairman Dara he's only got one name in his contacts book, hasn't he? Whenever he needs a new manager, uh, gives Darren Ferguson the call for the umpteenth time. So uh, <laughs> did you welcome him back with open arms, or, or how did you feel about it? Um, so in terms of the fan base, they were very much mixed. I think a lot could see the logic behind it and were okay with just at least seeing where it went. And then I think there's the other half that were a lot more, not again. Um, I was kind of on the fence with it because I, I could see both sides of the coin, but I, I also, I really think we need a new voice and just someone completely fresh that, that, um, can just take a look at that squad, take a look at the club and, and obviously have a completely impartial view for want of a better way of putting it um and and have a clean slate um i again as i say you know if you're looking for a, a league one promotion winner in terms of a manager darren is is the perfect guy I, I can't complain at that um i think any manager in this league would be incredibly lucky to have him um but what worried me was that maybe the players were going to have been bored and, and tired of his voice and maybe those messages weren't going to be received again 
Um, you know, as I said, the, the couple of games before, maybe they have, but then, you know, you go back to again the result of the weekend and <laughs> you've you've taken, you know, a step forward and then two steps back all in, in a weekend. So, you know, we are only three or four games in. We can't really jump to too many conclusions yet. But um, if he gets his promotion come, come May, then great decision, fully back it. Um, ultimately, if it goes the other way, then a lot of our fan base, I think, are, are going to have something to say on the matter and probably rightly so. I suppose you just want to see that progression, don't you? Even if you don't quite make the playoffs this season or yep. if you just fall short, it's it, it's having some kind of optimism and something to build on, perhaps. Absolutely. I, I think optimism is the key word there in, in the, the start of the season. I think the whole fan base were really, really excited to to see what Gronk could do with this side. You know, he's a promotion winner in himself, both as a player and, and as a manager with Hull. So, you know, we were really excited by that. I think the squad he put together was good. There were some, obviously, areas that we felt were, were maybe weaknesses. As I said, fullback being one, goalkeeper maybe being the other. Um, but we really thought that attacking-wise, we'd be incredibly good going forward and that ultimately didn't come to fruition um and and like i said it's it's just unfulfilled potential currently um and and since then you know in the position that we're at, we are now we're very much a club in a bit of disarray just unsure where things are going unsure where the vision is is heading towards um which you can't really say has has been an issue with us too many times before i think we've always had that you know, sign players for for cheap in in terms of the lower leagues, and then building them up and, and selling them on big, and and basically recycling that method. Um, you know, we're always punching above our weight, as I've mentioned, and and championship football is kind of the holy grail for us. You know, if we can establish ourselves there, then then we can really have a push for it. Um, but as I say, I think optimism is the key word here because that was very much something that we really had at the start of the season, and. You know, we're the other side of January now in, into the back end of February. And I think all that optimism is is pretty much gone, really. Now, a slight caveat, we are speaking before our respective games on Tuesday evening. So people listening to this, we, we will have already played our, our midweek fixture. But uh, going into the game on Saturday, Nathan, uh, you look at Morecambe, you look at our lead position. <laughs> Uh, you look at the the fact that we are in the bottom four as it stands. We're going to beat Sheffield Wednesday uh, or another Reddit. <laughs> we've got hammered to Sheffield Wednesday um, uh, on Tuesday night. Um, regardless of that, though, um, we are nine games unbeaten at home uh, at, at the Mazuma. So you say your away record's not fantastic. That gives us grounds for a little bit of optimism, does it? Um, yeah, of course you'd have to say so. Um, since Fergie's come back in, though, obviously our, our away form has picked up a little bit. Um, and ultimately you'd expect us being, you know, the stronger side, um, definitely on paper at least, going away from home and, and winning a game against, as you say, a side that's in the bottom four. Um, but with this posh side, it's, it's you know, there's a lack of confidence there in, in, at times. Um, we can't always hold out with with the results, especially away. There's been so many games where we've we've been ahead and then dropped points. Um, obviously, that was under the previous manager un, under Grant. So hopefully, it's it's you know a new dawn and and things are different. But you know, I, I couldn't wholeheartedly say with 100% confidence that that we will go go and and absolutely put on a performance. But you know, the, <laughs> by law of averages, you'd you'd hope that we would do. But yeah, I, I can't be fully sure on that. Um, you know, any side can beat any side in this league and, and Morecambe are no different. Um, you know, our, our game with you earlier in the season maybe wasn't the greatest barometer. Um, but yeah, hopefully we, we can go into that with with all guns blazing. You know, we've 
had a poor result at the weekend and I'm I'm hoping that that should really spur the players on to to try and right the wrongs of of that game. So what do we need to know then, Nathan, about a, a current uh, incarnation of, of, of uh, Darren Ferguson's Peterborough United? Uh, what what formation are you playing? Wants to watch? Uh, what's different from when we played you early in the season? What do we need to know? Um, I think we've kind of tried to stick to the, the sort of 4-3-3 formation that at times has worked quite well. Um, and and that hopefully will, will hold us in some good stead. I think in terms of players, really, um, Efron Mason-Clark has just been top draw. Um, he's another gem off off of that production line. Um, and he's just been so, so good. His, his goals and assists, it's just his general performances, I think, have really blown a lot of our fan base away. And, and it was completely unexpected. Um, you know, to make that jump from, from National League all the way up to, to League One, which is a fair leap, I think. Um, sometimes sometimes that's kind of underestimated. So he's been a really, really key player. Um, and I think our, our midfield, trying to get Jack Taylor into attacking positions, get him further up. Um, he can be a really dangerous player on his day when he's, he's shooting from distance. So he's a player I've always really, really liked. Um, and the fact that Ipswich have been after him for the last year or so really sort of shows that with with their league position. And then you've always got the the goals and and the leadership of, of Johnson Clark Harris up front, who I'm sure you'll you'll know very very much. Um, so yeah, hopefully though those players can can get into their stride, um, and we can get you know lots of balls into the box for for Clark Harris. But I think yeah, defensively is is always our Achilles' heel. Um, it's been the the issue all season really. I don't think you can can worry about scoring goals, but it's it's going the other way that's that's maybe the issue, and and that's maybe where. We're a little bit fallible, perhaps. So how how are you going to play? Because usually we are a, a counter-attacking team. We we like opposition uh, teams to, to come on to us and then we can try and hit them on the break. Uh, Forest Green Rovers did completely the opposite. They did a bit of a number on us on, uh, on Saturday, <laughs> uh, to be perfectly honest. Uh, they sort of did what we normally do in terms of frustrating us, comes to, just come to park the bus and we couldn't break them down. So are you going to attack us a bit more? We hope that you do. Um, I'd be very surprised if we tried to do a number number on you in, in that way. Um, we're always very much forward thinking, try and control the game, um, you know, death by a thousand passes type, type game, hopefully. Um, and yeah, we just try and play free-flowing attacking football. That's always been Fergie's mantra and, and hopefully that's kind of the case, you know, in the game. Um, but obviously, you know, we are susceptible um, defensively. And, and if you can get at us, then that may well play into our hands on the flip side as well. In terms of on the break, we're, we're a pacey side at times. Um, and, you know, if, if we can get get plays in forward positions, get, you know, Poku and, and Mason Efron Clark on, uh, Efron Mason Clark, sorry, on the ball, um, get them running at, at your fullbacks, then it could be a really tough night. Good, looking forward to that very much. Uh, you've given me lots of confidence then. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Uh, thanks for j- jumping on the pod again. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, just before you go, uh, give us a couple of predictions then. Uh, the weekend, firstly, and uh, can you still sneak into the playoffs? It's going to be tough, but you're not out of it by any means either. Yeah, I think it's a tall order. And I think Fergie would have done an incredibly good managerial performance if he can get us in from from this position. Obviously, as you say, we're not a million miles out, but you know we're just so inconsistent as as you mentioned at the start, and um, it's very much been our Achilles' heel again. So I, I wouldn't put my house on it. I put it that way. Um, but if any manager can do it, it would be Darren, and it would be with Posh. So yeah, don't write us off, but you know don't expect too much either. 
And I th- on Saturday, you go, I assume you're going for an away win, obviously. Well, well absolutely. Um, we, we need all the wins <laughs> we can get, so I'll put it that way. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not 100% confident in Posh at the minute. It's been a frustrating season full of, you know, so many trials and tribulations and, and ultimately we just need to pick things up and go on a run otherwise things aren't going to end well come come may uh, nathan really appreciate your time thanks so much for coming on again uh, because you're very knowledgeable about uh, about all things posture which is always great and uh, well uh, hopefully we'll speak to you next season because it means that you won't have gone up and will have stayed up uh, so that <laughs> will all be good and hopefully there's not going to be two divisions between us we're going to be on level terms but uh, we'll see how it goes i guess in the next few months no, absolutely. And, and yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season. Obviously, not against us, but uh, yeah, hopefully you stay up. And and yeah, we will be maybe playing again season after next, perhaps. Fingers crossed <laughs> there, both in the championship. Absolutely. Uh, Nathan, thanks so much, my friend. Uh, good luck for the rest of the campaign after the weekend, yes, of course. And you. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.